0: Monday.com. Project management software. Not the sexiest, I know. But you know what is sexy? No, not that. $6.8 billion valuation, reported $236 million revenue and 128,000 users. That friends is what we at Ninja Towers call pretty sexy. Now today, I'm going to be taking on Monday.com's marketing team of 52 And we're going to be doing a deep dive to see exactly how they've done it. How does Monday.com get customers? What are they doing really well? And where could they go next with their digital marketing? So whether you're a software company, or you just want to get more customers, this will hopefully be a really useful episode because there are some really big questions and some illustrations of the importance of understanding your customer and becoming a thought leader. And I know that term thought leadership is thrown away around so much these days, but with Monday.com's business and the space that they're in, there is a real opportunity for someone to become a thought leader. So I hope this stimulates some thought and gives you some things to consider. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency that helps our clients get more leads and sales through their website. And that is exactly what this podcast is here for. So today we're going to be reverse engineering monday.com's digital marketing. And I'm going to be talking you through their website, their key marketing messages, and then we're going to break down their traffic channels and see how they're driving traffic to their website. What's going well and what could be improved? As always, there is a video version of this podcast where I'll actually show you on the screen the stuff I'm talking about. So if you'd rather watch that, then you can just Google exposure ninja monday.com and you'll find it, or you can go and find our YouTube channel. Just Google exposure ninja YouTube and you will find it. Okay, so first up, we're going to break down the key messages on the site and we're going to have a look at their conversion flow as well. Then we're going to look at the traffic channels. So monday.com is the URL I'm looking at I've got the homepage open now monday.com is project management software I think so the headline is work without limits the subheadline says easily build run and scale your dream workflows on one platform what would you like to manage with monday.com work os okay this takes us to our first kind of question or challenge with the monday.com digital marketing There is a real reluctance that I can sense about them calling what they do project management software. And I can totally see I can imagine the internal discussions that go between brand and marketing about this, we don't want to call it project management software, because that's going to limit what we do. Actually, we're much more than this. We are this work OS or work operating system thing we're talking about working without limits. This is really like big new concept, exciting things. We don't want to pigeon ourselves into project management software. This is a really, really common issue that businesses that are selling something that they consider to be relatively new in the marketplace, or they want to redefine their marketplace, come into, they don't want to pigeon themselves into one specific existing thing, because then it means they're competing with all the others. What they want to do instead is redefine they want to set new boundaries. And they want to sell people on the concept behind that the trouble is work OS, and not project management system, this is a new concept to most people, this is a brand new idea. People are searching in their droves, as we will see later for project management system, people are not searching for work OS. So if we want to sell people on this concept of work OS, We first need to sell them the idea that they need a work OS and then we need to sell them on the fact that Monday.com is the best work OS for them. That is a much, much more challenging sale, which is going to have a much higher cost per acquisition than saying, hey, we've taken project management software to the next level. So is Monday.com project management software? Well, there are telltale signs with their digital marketing that actually the marketing team think Monday.com is project management software. For example, they use it in the page title. They're running Google ads on the phrase project management software where they describe it as project management software. They have loads of content on their site in a knowledge base about project management, the complete project management software list where they rank themselves number one, they have the ultimate guide to project management on their website. This is a business that is so heavily about project management and project management software, except, except how they position what they do to their customers. For me, this is really, really confused. I totally understand the branding reasons why they wouldn't want to label themselves PM software. But from a marketing perspective, it's a much more straightforward sell to sell what people already know about, which is the first lesson for all of us, right, where we can. We need to sell through concepts people know and understand the horseless carriage. For example, when people first wanted to sell the car, they didn't sell the motor car, they sold the horseless carriage, i.e. here's the carriage that you're used to, we've just taken the horse away. Ah, got it understood, okay, work OS, don't get that at all. If we can instead say, we've we're not just project management software, or we've taken project management software to the next level, or we've combined project management software with CRM and ops and marketing, that I get. Okay, great, understood that. But to try and introduce a brand new concept with no uh, kind of reference point is really, really, really difficult. So, have some businesses achieved this? Have some businesses kind of uh, achieved this positioning leap? Absolutely. We've done a deep dive on Peloton, for example. Now, Peloton isn't targeting exercise bike terms in their digital marketing, they don't describe themselves as an exercise bike, they describe themselves as this new concept. But they've been hammering interruption ads. And they've been talking about themselves as an alternative to boutique spin classes. For years, they have spent millions, 10s of millions, possibly hundreds of millions to get that message through. It's a very, very time and energy and resource intensive way of selling something, as opposed to here's this thing that you already understand. Here's how we've taken it to the next level. If I was running the digital marketing for monday.com, which they may be glad that I'm not. But if I was, I would be saying, right, we need to nail our flag in something and then anchor people to that, then take it to the next level. And it seems like project management software is that thing. If we have a look at comparison search volumes, for example, um, if I have a look in, uh, in in SE ranking, which is one of the tools that we use, Yes, project management software is a high difficulty term to rank for, but we've got 22,000 searches a month in the US. If we compare that to Work OS, 1600 searches per month, it's much more doable, it's more achievable, but there's such a small search volume for it. And that's not taking into consideration that most of the people searching for work OS are searching for stuff around Mac OS sound not working OS X camera not working. These are terms that are being lumped in because OS is like OS X and work is like not working. So there is almost no visibility and awareness for this term work operating system. So it's a really new concept for people very difficult to sell through that. Okay, Let's talk about conversion optimization, then, because for a business like this, it's an incredibly valuable customer to get. Imagine at Exposure Ninja, we're always looking at stuff like this, right? 100 staff getting them all in this big system, getting everyone trained, getting all of our resources, all of our information pulled from every area of the company into this software, this project management software system that takes months, it'll probably be a six month project for us we'd assign a huge budget for it, loads of people's time. The pain of disconnect is massive. Are we then going to switch to another system? Probably not. We've been with our current provider six years because the pain of disconnect is so great. That's the great thing about a business like monday.com where people build their business on top of it is that changing provider is really difficult. Now what does this mean for the marketing team? This means any customers they get are incredibly valuable particularly if those customers are in companies that have a lot of seats, i.e., a lot of users are going to be a part of this. So what we need to make sure we do is invest everything we possibly can into getting a customer customer acquisition cost is going to be huge likely because customer lifetime value should also be huge. So from a conversion optimization perspective, anybody who comes within a mile of this site who is potentially relevant, we want to get them signed up for something. If I'm Monday.com, I want to be building an email list, I want to be building retargeting lists, I want to be driving stuff to ebooks, which I can get people's emails so I can contact them. These customers are so so valuable. So with that being said, what have we got on the Monday.com site? How are they trying to turn me a potential customer into a customer of Monday.com and a sign up and get the whole team on there? Well, the two main calls to action on the website get started, which is a highlighted CTA in a button designed to stand out, get started really high commitment. Okay, that tells me, I have to have decided that this is the right option for me, I have to have made the assessment myself first. And now it's time to take the next step. There is another CTA, which is contact sales. Now, if you've been listening to any explosion your stuff before you'll know contact sales is my least favorite CTA of all time there is zero, zero less than zero perceived benefit in contacting sales. Picture what happens when you contact sales, nothing that you picture is good. Nothing, you're going to get pitched by someone, there is only one goal, they're going to sell you. There's nothing about find out if we're right for you, book a demo, talk to someone, none of this contact sales, it's gross, bin it, so that's going to have a super low conversion rate, we can almost eliminate that from the user flow here. Because unless people have already qualified themselves, and they like talking to someone who's trying to sell them something, that positioning is horrific. We've got get started as the CTA that is the kind of main CTA across the site. So let's click it and see what happens. So the first thing that happens is I go to a screen which is basically the Monday.com interface, but it's all grayed out. So I can see what's in there. But it's not really active for me. There's a pop up in the middle, which is brought to the front. So it's nice and white with the background all grayed out. And the pop up says welcome to Monday.com. Let's get started with a few simple steps. At this point, they're only asking for my email, which is a nice move. They're not asking for all of the reams of data which they are actually going to ask for. They're just asking for the email, then there's a continue button at the bottom. My guess would be once I enter my email and click continue, That would take me to a more in depth form, but they've then got my email that they can run retargeting ads to me. They can plug it into Facebook and run those ads to me, or they can start email marketing to me as well. So that's a smart move. Now, on the side of this pop up form, we've got logos of businesses that use them like Walmart, Hulu, Universal, Wix, Costco, and Adobe. These are large brands that are recognizable. That gives Monday credibility. It does sow a tiny seed of doubt in my mind because I'm thinking, Well, Exposure Ninja isn't the size of Walmart. So are we at the right level for this is Monday for me. But assuming we get past that, then we're going to be absolutely fine. Because there's that credibility there, we know that they can be robust enough to serve businesses like that. There's another credibility trigger on this form as well, where it says join over 100,000 teams that manage their work better. So manage their work better is actually a pretty good kind of explanation of what Monday.com does. And the 100,000 teams gives me the sense of reassurance that actually, you know, this is a pretty serious operation. This is something that a lot of people use. Now when we come back to competitors later on, we'll, uh, we'll see how some competitors have positioned themselves actually slightly better than that. Anyway, the next step is we go to a, a thing which asks for our full name, it asks us for a password, and it asks us for account name. Once we put these in, we have to tick a box that says we agree to the terms of service and privacy policy. We have a smiling woman looking at the form, which is interesting. Obviously, that's designed to draw our attention to the form, although they could have added a little bit more credibility there um, with something, you know, around the businesses that use them or some review or something which eloquently sells people on on why they use it. We're then kind of taken through a bit of an onboarding process where we choose a different type of business that we are and what our role is and what we want from Monday.com. So this kind of pre populates our, our demo thing. Now at this point, we're not asked to sign up, we're not asked to pay for anything or stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. And it's great that we can give the platform a try. My question, my challenge to them would be whether they've tested get started as a call to action versus something like try it now, which is a much lower commitment and actually represents what's happening here. So that'll be something that I would test but the sign up flow is pretty good. Not too bad at all. And there's a bit of credibility you're tantalizingly close because you can see the platform in the background. And you just feel like you need to activate it uh, through the signup process. So that's pretty good. So where have we got so far, we've got a bit of unclear messaging about what exactly we're offering. We've got reasonable conversion rate optimization. Um, In a second, we're going to start having a look at some traffic and how they're driving traffic to this site. If you're enjoying this episode, please consider subscribing or following us if you're on Spotify and also consider leaving us a review. We work really hard on these. We do loads of research and we publish one every week because we love reading the reviews and we love reading the feedback that we get, particularly YouTube comments. When I'm having a tough day, I'll go and look through the podcast reviews and the YouTube comments because they make my heart smile. So if you feel like leaving one, that would be awesome. Don't forget, also, if you want some help with your digital marketing, then you can request a free website and digital marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. All you need to do is go to ExposureNinja.com and click the big button to request your free review. One of the team will analyze your website, your digital marketing, your competitors, and they'll give you some recommendations in a 15-minute video, which they'll send over to you usually within two to three working days. This service is free, totally free. No obligation to use our services at all. So go and request your free website and marketing review from exposure ninja.com. On with the show. Okay, so let's look at how Monday.com is driving traffic to their site. Now, if we have a look on SE ranking, we can see that most of their traffic is coming from PPC. They are being really, really aggressive with their PPC. Now, earlier this year, they went public, and it's quite common that a business will be quite aggressive with their advertising just before they go public because they want to raise awareness for people who are considering buying the shares. They want to be able to give some metrics about website traffic increasing and all that type of stuff. So we have to take all of this data with a pinch of salt knowing that at the moment they actually kind of have two agendas going on. It's not just customer acquisition cost. But nevertheless, we can see that PPC has been a really strong uh, focus of theirs since about mid 2017. And it's actually been their main source of traffic in the US since that time. In other words, their organic traffic, their organic search traffic has never beaten their PPC traffic. This is pretty rare. And it's extremely rare for a business like monday.com which is in an expertise space. Remember we said we talk about thought leadership well, here we go. So monday.com helps people to work better. Right? It helps teams to manage their work better. There is so much information behind that. There is how we assign things, there's how we manage deadlines, there's how we structure projects, there's how we delegate. There are so many kind of information branches off this topic. And I would really like to see a business like this driving huge volumes of organic traffic through informational search queries about how to get projects over the line, how to run successful projects. If you think about it, no one really is in a better place to advise on this than a company like Monday.com because they have built software around helping teams get this done. They have hundreds of thousands, or they've had hundreds of thousands of users that have worked on projects, if anybody can learn about how to get a project done, it should be a company like monday.com. And yet their organic traffic from this stuff is so low, we'll come back to their SEO in a bit. But let's look at the PPC because the PPC, they uh, in particular, their paid search is a really strong traffic source. And uh, SE ranking is estimating that they're spending a million and a half dollars a month on their PPC, and by the way, that is down from about uh, one point. Uh, sorry, about two point four million dollars a month. Um, a little bit earlier this year. So this is a really, really aggressive PPC campaign. And by the way, this is a really aggressive PPC industry. All the competitors in their space that they're going up against are being so aggressive with their PPC. If you just search for Monday, so if you just Google Monday, not even Monday.com, just Monday you see monday.com having to advertise at the top of that search. And then the next ad is Asana saying why we're better. Okay, so Asana is not just advertising on monday.com. They're advertising on the broad phrase Monday, considering how many possible intents there are for the word Monday, right? Let's we haven't even talked about the day of the week and their name at all but they are having to compete against this kind of very broad turn they're having to compete and, and fight through to be heard against all the people that aren't even searching for Monday.com. And then they're having to compete against competitors that are going heavily after their brand name. So this is a really, really aggressive space that they have to defend rigorously. And by the way, Monday does exactly the same with Asana. So Monday targets Asana in their search ads, they run ads for Asana they try and uh, get landing pages ranked for Asana's brand name. So this is a space where people are really targeting each other, they're targeting each other's brand names. It's a scrappy, scrappy space, as we would expect, because each customer is very valuable. And all of these businesses want to establish themselves as the 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 kind of platform of choice for people because it's, you know, the, the winner takes all. So this is a huge budget, high lifetime value, probably high lifetime customer lifetime duration Um, It's painful to switch. So that's why they're all willing to invest a lot. So what sort of phrases are they advertising for? Well, they're advertising for a lot of project management terms, as we would expect. Um, So project management software, a big one. Uh, They're also advertising for all their competitors names. I'm going to talk you through some of the uh, landing pages that they're running. But actually, a lot of their highest volume keywords are competitor terms, for example, Trello, 368,000 searches a month. Monday's advertising against that. Now these aren't going to be particularly cheap clicks. Uh, Trello has a an estimated cost per click of $4. So 368,000 searches per month $4 per click, obviously, they're not going to be getting all of that because a lot of this is going to be repeat, you know, branded, uh, already existing customer traffic. But these are expensive terms to play with this is an expensive game to play. Of course, what this means is that the landing pages they need to be using for these PPC ads need to be off the chart. If you're going to be targeting a search term with a third of a million searches a month, paying $4 a click, you better believe that you're driving people through to the best landing page in the history of the world. Because the difference between a 1% conversion and a 2% conversion is freaking ridiculous. So, this is something that they absolutely have to be red hot on. So let's have a look at the landing page that they're running, for example, against Trello, which is the highest volume keyword uh, for one of their competitors that they're targeting. So I'm going to talk you through it. Of course, if you want to watch the video, you can go to Exposure Ninja's YouTube channel and do that. On the left hand side of the screen above the fold, we have manage your team tasks online. Monday.com lets you do more than day-to-day task management, collaborate on multiple projects while keeping everyone on your team focused on their goals get started is that CTA, then we have some pictures and we have some illustrations of the software we have different people with colored backgrounds all smiling and laughing. I'm not entirely sure what that's about. But the illustration of the software is important. Because we know for this kind of SAS landing page, people do need to see what the thing looks like before they will engage further. Then just below the fold we have see how Monday.com stacks up against the competition. There is a little comparison chart between Trello and Monday. And uh, the little headline says remote teams prefer Monday.com based on more than 700 reviews on G2 crowd reviews. We've got a few different categories and we've got scores where people have to score Trello versus Monday.com and Monday.com is shown to be the green winner. Okay, this is fine. But I would like to see them go a lot more aggressive than this. This is a fairly watery attack on Trello when they're bidding for their brand name. If we have a look at one of their other landing pages, for example, the Asana one where they're targeting against Asana and the headline is why teams choose monday.com over Asana, we can see them being a lot more aggressive. They're comparing price, they're comparing features. uh, They've got their clients that they're being used. I think they could go even harder with this and they could really attack Asana's weaknesses. But you know, with this Trello one in particular, they're barely even mentioning Trello, they only use them in a couple of the headlines. And at the top of this chart, the main headline on the page doesn't give people a reason to switch from Trello. So considering the volume, considering the amount that they're spending on this, I would like to see them attack with much more vigor here. Now all of these landing pages look pretty good. The whole design for Monday is really slick. They've got a nice color scheme It's bright, it's friendly, it looks good. And it needs to because if you're a SaaS business that people are going to be using all of the time, the user interface is a really important part of their decision making process. As someone who has bought project management for our team, I know it pains me to give them tools to use which look horrible. This is where someone is going to spend their time. This is their work home. We don't want to put people in a work home that's got Magnolia walls and you know, rusting horrible radiators and broken windows, we're gonna put somewhere that looks bright and happy, because this is going to be their impression of work. So the look and feel of this software is really important. And I think that's something that Monday are doing really well. But there is opportunity with these landing pages. What we're going to do is we're going to do a bit of a shootout a competitor shootout. Monday.com is bidding on Asana's keywords with an, a landing page designed to target Asana. Asana is bidding on Monday.com's keywords. And they've got a page which attacks monday.com. So who is better? Who is doing a better job? Now I know that there are inherent challenges in explaining landing pages in a podcast. I totally get that but we can talk about the elements that are doing particularly well. And then if you want to watch the video, you absolutely can do. And also you can find these landing pages really easily. If you just search monday.com, you're going to see the Asana page that's attacking Monday. And if you search for Asana, you're going to see the monday.com page that is attacking Asana. So monday.com above the fold, why teams choose monday.com over Asana, the infinitely customizable platform that scales with you as your team grows. Pretty decent headline why teams choose us over them. There's a bit of social proof in there. But it's really not that compelling. Check this out on Asana's website. Asana versus monday.com. Firstly, that's the phrase that people use when they're comparing. See why millions of people choose Asana to give their teams greater clarity, context and ownership of their work. That's a really clever sentence. See why millions of people choose Asana to give their teams greater clarity, context and ownership of their work. Now greater than what the implication is greater than Monday.com. But that's actually not what they're saying. What they're saying is just greater, just greater than nothing greater than alternative. But because it's worded like that, when you're reading Asana versus Monday, let's see why millions of people choose Asana to give their teams greater clarity. The impression that you get is, wow, Asana is way more popular than Monday. Of course, Asana has the benefit of having millions of users, which Monday.com doesn't do. But even so, I think that is absolutely genius. We've then got a really aggressive sub headline on Asana, you deserve a better way to manage your work. Now, again, better than what? Well, the implication is better than Monday.com. And then there's a comparison table which shows Asana versus Monday. And interestingly, the Asana page shows Asana winning at all of the different features that it chooses and Monday losing at all of them. The Monday page shows Monday winning at all the features they've chosen and Asana losing at all of them. So, you know, it's a bit tit for tat. But certainly, I love the aggression that Asana is going in with these headlines. They're really attacking Monday.com and they're really sowing seeds of doubt. The next headline on the page is. Why Asana offers more value for the price. One of the objections people might have is Asana is more expensive. Well Asana's taking that head on. Why it offers more value for the price. Our plans are clear and easy to understand and whatever the plan you choose we don't charge for data storage. So they've found a weakness with Monday and they're just pressing that nerve. They're trying to exaggerate the pain that people might be feeling if they're considering switching. So this is a really aggressive competitive strategy. And I absolutely freaking love it. If you're going to be bidding on these highly competitive terms, like this is gloves off stuff, you don't want to be pussyfooting around and being all gentle and maybe casually implying that we might have some good stuff too. you want to be going for the juggler you want to be exploiting their weaknesses. Monday is so much softer here. It doesn't actually mention Asana anywhere else on the page. It's just talking about themselves Monday.com's features. And that's okay. But in a space that's so competitive, I just think you cannot afford to do that you need to be attacking you need to be on the front foot. So that's kind of interesting. But that would tell me that um, PPC could be working better for them with such a large percentage of their PPC being this competitor stuff the success of their PPC campaign is largely going to be down to how well can they persuade people to leave their existing software and come over to monday.com and those landing pages just aren't doing it elsewhere with their paid traffic. There's a bit of an indication that actually they're struggling to identify the right terms for them. So we've got them advertising on things like to do list, which for me is so broad and so basic you know, of all the people who are searching to do list, how many people are looking for work management software for a team, right? This is maybe monday.com has to do list of one of their features, but this is not a core feature of the business. So for me, that is a real indication that they're flailing around a bit trying to find something that's useful. We've got things like manage projects, which is obviously a very informational term, but actually, I think it's a pretty good term for them. Uh, task manager, task managers, things like that as well managing human resources. So we're looking at actually individual sectors or individual solutions or teams that might find it useful. And then we've got other competitors, things like Pipedrive, Google Tasks, Wonderlist. Um, yeah, what else have we got? We've got obviously Asana, we've got Trello, and we've got Gantt charts, we've got Microsoft Projects. So all of these things are people that pe- all these things are terms that people might be looking for if they're in the space. So yes, they're doing loads of PPC. Yes, they're being really aggressive with their spend. But actually, I think they could improve the targeting here. And also definitely the landing pages and the messages being clear about the messages and where they win against each of these competitors would be really powerful. Now, by the way, they've got some great testimonials from people saying we've tried loads of different platforms, we've tried loads of different solutions, monday.com is just by far the best for us. So, as I'm researching this, I'm actually thinking, do you know what? this looks like a really good solution, but they're just not selling it as effectively as they could on their landing pages. What's up with that? I don't know, but it's opportunity. Now, let's have a look at their organic search because time that amount of money is being spent on PPC, you know you're spending a million and a half a month on PPC. Well, it's probably worth a bit of time and energy doing some SEO, isn't it? So, the challenge with their SEO, the first kind of challenge that they've got to get through, is this thing about project management software? How do we rank for project management software if we don't want to call ourselves project management software, right? They've got their homepage title as being monday.com work without limits. Well, the trouble with that is it's utter utter garbage. Nobody is looking to work without limits. Actually, the whole concept of that is horrific. Can you imagine? a team, I'm, I'm trying to imagine the 100 ninjas working without limits. That is carnage. That is the opposite of what a successful business is. A successful business is working within very clearly defined limits. Now I get that they want more efficiency, They they want to break down barriers between teams, but work without limits is nowhere near a compelling enough statement to make anybody get excited. So given that, what's that page title, the most important SEO asset on the site really doing? It's doing absolutely nothing. They want to change that page title to Monday.com, Project Management or Next Level Project Management Software or something like that. Now they are ranking for the term project management software. But one of the things that we notice is the pages that are ranking for these terms are informational pages. It's not their home page. It's not their product pages that are ranking. It's a blog page. The, the most prominent page is position three for project management software. And it's a blog page with the complete list of project management software, we're going to come back to this post in a minute. But what this means is if I search for project management software, it's not the Monday.com homepage, that's ranking, it's not even a page about their project management features. It's a blog post. Now you could argue that's because of intent. That's because Google has decided that people searching for that term are looking for information rather than commercial pages. But I would argue back and say actually Monday.com isn't trying to rank any of their core pages for project management software, or they're at least not trying hard enough, I would say their homepage should be targeting that phrase with vigor, they stick that flag in the ground and say this page, we want to rank for that term. That's the thing people are searching for It's by far the most commercial intent term they're getting traffic for aside from their competitors. So go all out with it. Now it's pretty difficult to rank for their brand name, they've got, you know, they've managed it. But Generally, we'd say if you're going to start a business, don't give it the name of a day of the week, because it's going to be really difficult to show Google that actually people are searching for you and not just the word Monday or Wikipedia about the source of the name of the day of the week or whatever, but they've managed to do it. So that's great for keywords driving software It's project management software. These are the keywords that are actually driving the most traffic to them. So that's why I'm so bullish on them, you know, owning this and actually being right, we're going to go for this. People searching for integrations has such a massive amount of different intent behind that. That's an indication to me that they're really not clear about the phrases and they're not willing to, like I say, stick that flag in the ground and go for the phrases that are actually being searched for by people that are after what they want. They're ranking for some competitors, uh, things like survey monkey, although they're not ranking particularly well. Um, They're ranking for uh, management of a team. So again, this is another blog post. But really, the core pages on the Monday site, they're just nowhere. They're ranking very, very poorly. It's mostly the blog content on the site, which is a kind of project management knowledge base, um, which by the way, could be better. None of these are ranking as well as they could do. Um, But you know, that's most of the stuff that's ranking. And really, it's the branding team, I can imagine the branding team being very reluctant to let the marketing team say, we're project management software, which is kind of ruining. The ranking of these core pages on the rest of the site. So big, big, big opportunity there. Another opportunity that we've spotted is templates. Now I don't know if you remember but way back on the podcast, we interviewed um, Kyle from Proposify. Now Kyle is, uh, sorry, Proposify is a proposal software, and it's pretty good. And uh, we were talking about how do you generate your organic traffic? How did you really blow up this business and get loads of clients? And they said, well, one of the great things that we did is we got we put together templates for uh, accounting proposals, architectural proposals, marketing proposals. And then we put these on our blogs and they searched for a digital marketing proposal template, they found our great template and they could use it and they could sign up for the software and fill in their details. And that was a really good thing for them. Because if you think about it, people searching for templates, are in the market for whatever it is, right? They need to do something they need to do something repeatedly. So they're looking for a template to me, monday.com is in exactly the same space. They've got a section on their site monday.com forward slash templates, where they have loads of different templates for different things. For example, um, event planning, templates, event planning and operations, high level marketing budget templates, AB testing and planning, Post event opportunities, single project templates, and they've got what 15, 20 different categories. And inside each of these different categories, there's a handful of different templates. This is huge, except that it's not because it's really poorly executed, but it should be huge. So if you were going to build this out, right, let me just talk you through what I'm looking at on this page. It's a real half attempt. (laughs) Okay, we've got the categories down the left hand side. So we we can see templates in marketing, we can see templates in content production, we can see templates in project management, then the headline on each page is just Monday.com for project management, push projects faster with these customizable templates. There's no info on how they work. There's no info on who they're for. There's no info about the software at all. And because there's hardly any information on this page it's unlikely to rank for anything. So there would be much better to pick 10, 15, 20, 50, whatever different templates that they know people are searching for and set up dedicated landing pages for these. For example, how to plan an event, event planning template, corporate event template might be perfect for them. Because if you're planning corporate events, you're gonna have a team monday.com could be a great solution for you. So let's say that they did this corporate planning event template. They built a separate landing page all about it. They wrote about it, they included some screenshots, they included a video walkthrough. Then at the bottom, they said, download or use the template. And that then took you through to the sign up piece for monday.com take a trial, whatever. And that was their way of leading people in or what they might want to do is have it behind an email form. And you can download the PDF of it or you can use it live and you can play with it inside monday.com if you want it to be interactive and actually useful. And that would allow them to capture emails for people that aren't ready to yet sign up for the program. But that's really not what they've got here at all. What they've got is really poorly labeled templates. I'm looking at one which is just titled single project. I mean, who is going to search for single project? Who is going to click on single projects? It's the most lifeless, flaccid headline I've ever heard in my life, aside from work without limits. Um, well, actually, no, that's actually actively undesirable. But single product is just completely gray. It's totally well, magnolia even. Um, so yeah, they've got a huge opportunity with this template library to make it something way more than it is. This is really absolutely massive. Because if you think about the mindset that somebody is, when, is in, when they're downloading a template, they're in a state of chaos, aren't they? They're in a state of disorganization. Now you can apply this principle to your business. What are the pieces of information? What are the templates? What are the downloads? What are the things people are looking for help with when they are about to, or when they're ready to purchase from you? For example, us at Exposure Ninja, we're a digital marketing agency. Maybe marketing strategy template, or how to plan your marketing PDF, or something like that. That would be something that we target. And we actually do this with our 90-minute marketing master plan, where you can download a template which. Gets you to marketing nirvana, i.e., clarity, within 90 minutes. And it works really well for us. So you can take this approach with your business. So don't think about Monday.com. Think about our audience has a problem. They need some kind of templated solution. We can deliver that on a web page. That means we're getting them on our site. That means we can convert them from something else. So there's loads and loads of potential with this. So uh, that's search. Now, the final traffic channel we're going to look at is a massive potential black hole for a business like this. So project management software, let's be honest, it's not exactly social media fodder, right? Lydia Elise Millen isn't posting about this great new project management software. This is not the sort of thing that side men promote, you know, this is just it's boring. Let's be honest, it's boring. It's fun to us, because we're absolute geeks. But for the outside world, it's boring. So a a, a website like monday.com kind of stepping up to the social media marketing plate with all this exciting, interesting, soft porn on social media? How are they going to compete with all of that stuff? How are they going to compete with the dogs barking at each other through the hole in the fence? How are they going to compete with the US Marine who gets back to see his child for the first time in five years and everyone's crying? How can they compete with that? Well, they really can't, right? This isn't going to be the sort of business that has 250 million followers on Instagram and gets a 90% engagement rate, just not going to happen. So what they've got to do instead is figure out what their angle is and how they can be as interesting as that stuff to their target audience. LinkedIn, obviously, is going to be the place where a lot of their audience is going to be hanging out. And let me tell you, from the operationally minded people in EN managing projects, getting things organized is really, really interesting. If I look at what my wife loves, she loves nothing more than getting my stuff organized in boxes. She likes putting things in boxes, taking chaos and ordering it. My accountant. I once said to him, how can you do this when I just dump boxes of receipts on your desk every year, and you turn it into accounts? How does it not fry your brain? He said, I love order. I love getting that stuff sorted. This is your crowd monday.com. The people who love turning chaos into order. So for those people, this is really, really cool, right? This is turning the spaghetti all straight and you know, making it edible. This is amazing to them. So we need to make sure we're playing up to that. Let's go on their LinkedIn page. And I'm going to talk you through what we see. So everything across all of their social channels. Firstly, it needs to be said really nicely designed, well branded, everything looks killer, right? Really, really slick. So they've done a great job of the design. But what we actually get on their pages is really almost nothing. So they're posting fairly infrequently to three, four times a month, maybe, but not particularly frequently. And what they're not posting is anything which is going to excite their target audience. They're just posting kind of like brand ads, really small owner column, big project accountability. It's just they've like got these quirky things that you'd almost see as like newspaper ads where they've got uh, a word like responsible. And then they've change the definition slightly to make it a game of throwing work responsibilities from one teammate to another until someone drops the ball, typically played by teams who don't use monday.com. This is a common thread amongst all their marketing, they seem unable to do anything that isn't directly promoting monday.com. But not in a kind of, we're going to help you, we're going to interest you and entertain you first and then get you signed up just in a really overt, you need to use this everyone should be using this kind of way. And that's really the stuff that doesn't massively resonate on social media. And we see this with their engagement metrics, 67,000 followers around 50 to 60 interactions with each post, which is pretty low. So it's mostly self interest type stuff, or these kind of brand things, what I would really, really love them to do is to take the lead on here's we're organizing the world, right? We're helping teams to perform better this is what we do. So what we're going to do is we're going to gather the best intelligence from inside our team. And from inside the rest of the world, they've got some amazing clients, all of you whom would have people that are great at working on projects. Let's gather all of these people. Let's get them giving their tips, their suggestions. Let's get the monday.com podcast, which is all about how to get stuff done, how to get projects through to completion, how to encourage teamwork, like let's stand for something let's grab this. Let's be the thought leader in this space, because actually nobody's doing a particularly good job on this. And I'd love to see it. So they could interview operations, people, they can make this a hub for well organized people, they can make this and their YouTube channel, the place that people go to if they want to get good performance out of their teams. How sick would that be? With all the insight with all the knowledge that they have, it'd be so great. But yeah, there's, there's just really nothing there. So I'd love to see stuff like that performance on projects, deadline adherence, that type of stuff. But it's very surface level. It's very self promotional. And this is something that we see across their social channels. So for example, on YouTube, now they got 42,000 subs, which actually isn't too shabby for a business like this. But those people are not coming on to their channel to watch videos. Because the videos that are getting the most views on this page are ads, and they have just run these ads like they have You've got two year old ads here with 108 million views. This is no joke. The frequency on these ads is massive. This is huge level brand awareness, advertising, and to be fair, they are decent ads. So high five on those. But what we're not getting here is any kind of attempt to build community. It's not about giving people tips. It's not about adding value beyond the software at all. There is no attempt that I can see to uh, build any sort of community here. This is their instructional videos in different languages about how to use the software and its ads with very very kind of brand awareness type goals not really clear CTAs and that is it that is their youtube strategy so again i think there's huge opportunity here turn themselves into a thought leader in this space that would be a real next level piece okay twitter so on twitter there was a glimpse of some of this stuff they've been promoting an ebook which could be a great channel um, they have an ebook which is all about Are you ready? Are you ready to blow your lid with excitement? Um, and I'm being I'm being critical only because they should be absolutely, you know, smashing this but unfortunately they're not. So uh, this past year has been full of surprises for everyone. But marketers especially have been throwing more than a few curveballs. We've heard from and then double space marketing leaders about the challenges they've faced and how they've stayed nimble. Download the full ebook. So the ebook is called what leading marketers are focused on in 2021. Okay, five likes, no mentions in the last week since they published it. So they haven't repeated it, they haven't promoted it again. It's just gone live and died without a trace. So this for me is the glimpse of their thought leadership piece. And I would encourage you to think about your business as we're talking about this strategy. So they've put together an ebook, they've interviewed experts across marketing to get their priorities for the next year. There are so many ways to pitch this and to produce amazing information for all of your social media channels. And what instead has happened is they've put all of this into a book. They've given it the most boring title they possibly could you can click to download the book, but it doesn't even ask you for your email address, which is probably necessary because it's so appallingly positioned, you probably wouldn't trade your email address for it. But what they really could have done is they could have made this the 2022 marketing playbook. Let's hear from top marketers about how they're going to crush 2022. What they could have done is they could have taken each of the snippets they could have taken the stats. From each of these marketers, they could have turned them into little pieces of content for social media, little video snippets, little infographics. Did you know that 35% of Fortune 100 CEOs are or marketing execs are focusing on this thing? Did you know that social is going to be a big focus for marketing leaders, and in particular this thing? Did you know that loads of marketing leaders are terrified of TikTok? You know, whatever it might be. So what they could have done instead of just putting everything in a boring ebook and then not positioning particularly well. Is taking this information and turned it into exciting little tidbits that they can throw out there. Let's say that you've got the marketing exec from Unilever or something who's a marketing director from Unilever in this thing. Well, get that on LinkedIn. Get a little quotable image. Tag them in it. They'll share it with their followers because, hey, look, you know, no one's talked about that person for a while. They've got a big following, they're influential. What they've actually got is B2B influencer marketing here, but what they're selling it as is oh, yeah, we just put this stuff in a little file. And then we just throw it in the corner of a room and wrap it in gray paper It's rubbish. So this is huge. This is their potential influencer strategy. This is their thought leadership piece. They just need to take it to the next level. So let's think about you. How do you do this? How do you aggregate information from across your industry? How do you collect all of the best stuff and put it in one place to get people really excited about this. That's your opportunity. Then they then create the content for you. We're always asked to feature in roundup posts for various things. Just give your top tips, give a prediction for this, whatever. It's really easy to just drop back an email saying, Oh, yeah, we think this is going to be big or whatever. You can then turn that into something, turn that into a project that people are actually willing to trade their email addresses for. So sort it out loads of opportunity. What are marketing leaders focusing on as we close out 2021? You know, you're a marketing leader. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a marketing leader, you're a potential target audience of this on a scale of one to 10. How interesting is that topic to you? Maybe one to 10 isn't the right scale. Maybe we need to start at zero. But yeah, you get the picture. This could be better. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, We're going to look at Instagram, then we're going to look at Facebook, and then we're going to wrap up with some lessons. Now Instagram almost feels a bit cruel looking at this for business like Monday, because it's just really, not their home zone. Do you know what I mean? This isn't somewhere that you don't go on Instagram hoping to get tips from Monday doesn't mean they couldn't do a great job of it. So again, we've got the same sort of thing where we've got some really good looking posts, everything's looking slick, everything's on brand, they spend a lot of money on design, which is fantastic. The posts are kind of quirky, they're very um, easy to consume. It's again, it's things like the um, the definitions, alternative definitions of words talking about the chaos that happens within project when project management software isn't there and that type of thing. Um, but really, there's nothing of, of huge value here. If it was like project management tip of the day from these project management beasts that are contributing these marketing leader tips, that'd be great. I'll, freaking love that loads of people would love that. But you know, that's not what we do have. Um, So at the moment, we've just got kind of we're just in a bit of a holding pattern with Instagram. By the way, we also have people this is common across all of their channels. We also have people commenting on their posts complaining about the frequency of their ads on YouTube. Okay, so we have one comment in particular, which I can't read you, but I can give you the essence of it which is uh, it starts with an expletive and actually don't know the language. But um, I can read words like interrupting five minute videos on YouTube, multiple ridiculous ads. Okay, those are the words I can get from what looks like Spanish. So this is people that are unhappy with the volume and frequency of their YouTube ads. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting that you choose your ad frequency based on angry Instagram commenters, that would be really terrible. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to get to a stage where people are so repulsed by the volume of your ads, that they have to go and find you on other social channels to complain about you. And what you definitely don't want to do is if they then do that, you just leave their comments live for seven weeks. Okay, so no one is checking in on the comments. No one is doing a good job of moderating this or talking to these people at all. It's just going on everywhere It happens on Facebook as well they've got people complaining and they've got little threads of comments on their ads and their posts about how sick of seeing all their ads people are So there is something going on here. we would say that this situation is suboptimal I'm not saying it necessarily needs to be resolved by running the ads less frequently but um, you know I'm wondering if they're paying their Google ad and their YouTube ad teams based on a percentage of ad spend rather than results given what we're seeing about ad budget kind of going pretty, uh, pretty heavy on stuff that doesn't necessarily seem to be massively relevant. So um, Facebook, you know, massive opportunity, we've got 350,000 followers on Facebook, and they've all but given up on posting, it looks like we're getting one post a month. And it's just people complaining, we've got some really inappropriate political messages going on in the comments that nobody's taking away. We've got someone saying here, the more ads I see from your YouTube and other media, the less I want to buy your products your invasive publicity only makes me hate your brand. It's got six replies. No one from the company is there. Let me have some time away from work. People are screaming in capitals. You know, this isn't good. So there's clearly opportunity with social media here to both manage but also to be a bit more on the front foot. Okay. Let's wrap up with some priority actions on what are the lessons that you are going to take with this. So with SEO, first of all, and your kind of positioning, how do you position your business? The main lesson that we can take from this is that people are searching for the language that's in their head, right? I don't know what I need. But I think I need project management software. If monday.com wants to rank for project management software and then convince me that I don't need that, that would be great. But what they don't want to do is just shun that term completely. Because it doesn't fit with their brand give up on it and then try and persuade people that they're using the wrong term. So think about this for your business. Is there something that people are searching for, which is technically incorrect? It might not be what your business does. But actually you offer a better solution for that. How can you rank for that term? How can you put time and energy into getting visibility for that term, and then help people make the switch help educate people once they get onto your website. That's a really, really key distinction. And this is where as digital marketers, we have to fight against the brand people who say we're not project management software, we're a work OS, we say great, but no one actually looks for that. No one wants that they don't know that that's a thing yet. So until they do, let's talk about project management software and how we've taken it to the next level. And this is part of a wider conversation, but making sure that we're clear with how we are useful to our target audience. For me there's a lack of understanding here about what the target audience actually wants and what their pain points are day to day. In the last teardown we did we looked at Huel and how Huel has a forum built onto their website. This is mega because they are listening to their customers. They're talking to their customers. They give their customers a platform to have conversations literally on their website. What amazing audience insight they get and then consequently, their messaging is super clear. They know exactly how to talk to their audience because they spend all day reading their audience's comments. So, um, what keeps your audience awake at night is the question that I think needs to be answered here. And I'm not sure that Monday.com gets it. Huel definitely gets it. And a lot of businesses that have massive marketing traction really get it. Now, I'm gonna challenge you the same thing. What keeps your target audience awake at night? And a little nudge here. This should be top of your mind. It shouldn't require brainstorming, it shouldn't require focus grouping or on a way day to figure out you should know this, you should have enough contact with your customers that you know this and I get that this is more difficult for software because you might not necessarily be talking to people. But someone in this business is talking to clients and customers all day long. And they should be feeding this information back into marketing. The next lesson that we can take from this is I'd really like to see some big ideas going on here. Now, a big idea as we define it in Exposure Ninja, these are things that run across channels. So it will be a promotion, it will be a campaign. For example, let's run an annual marketing project management survey to find out what the predictions are for the new year. What do these marketing project managers think are going to be the trends for the new year? We can run this, we can get loads of data on it. We can then cut that data up for socials. We can interview people on the podcast. We can have some downloads that people have to, you know, fill in their email to get we can send out email broadcasts about it. That is a big idea. That is a big project. You only need maybe one a quarter if you want to be really aggressive one a month of these, but they can give you loads of ammunition and information for all of your different channels. At the moment, Monday.com doesn't have that. They don't have anything that they can draw from. They don't have these pillars that they can kind of take cut ups from and they need that if they're going to share stuff, which is going to be legitimately useful. So again, for your business, what are the big ideas? What are the assets? What are the pillar things that you could do the pieces of information the projects that you could collect, which you could then turn into cut ups and use across your channels, then you can start sharing this on social in your blog via email on YouTube. Currently, the most the the majority of the output on Monday is pitchy. It's overly pitchy. And I love direct response. I love pitching to get the sale. But the only people that react with purely pitchy stuff are the people at the very bottom of the funnel? The opportunity for this business and for so many businesses, perhaps even yours, is to make their competitors irrelevant by being their customers' go to destination online. That, friends, is ultimately where they need to get to. That is the opportunity for their growth and possibly for your growth as well. So I hope you found this teardown useful. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Do leave us a review and don't forget to request. Your free website and digital marketing review from exposure ninja.com. Until next week, see you soon.